the more I go to stores, the more I feel like, huh, this is all you have to offer? I feel like it used to be better. Am I crazy? I mean, um, honestly, same. Like, yeah, I feel like, like oh, you can uh, design ev- anything you want. And now it's kind of like, yeah, these are our three options. Yeah, these are the three things you can have. One is made of the lightest particle board, and they are made of increasingly high-density particle boards with uh, increasingly bad styling. But we've had a couple cool ones. and The most expensive one is the most hideous. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's just like in The Sims, the most expensive thing was always the ugliest thing. In 2009, while watching Stuart Little, which came out in 1999, Hungarian art historian Gurgli Barki saw the painting Sleepy Lady, Sleeping Lady, <laughs> Sleeping Lady with Black Face by Robert Burney. It had been missing for 90 years and had been used as a prop. It was the original. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And I'm Gurgly Barky. And together we're Henry and Gurgly Barky. <laughs> Gurgly Barky coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist in order to find rare historic paintings in the backgrounds of subpar films. Yes, uh, rare. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, I couldn't get over uh, gurgly barky and you know what no one should be made fun of for their name so i apologize yeah exactly did you see uh, i think it was a court in france recently stopped a young girl being named nutella by her parents uh because uh, on, on the grounds that the person would face like ridicule and be bullied uh for having the same name as like a hazelnut spread and uh, the parents, in reaction to this ruling, said nothing because they didn't show up to court. Oh, very. Uh, I mean, I think that's top tier parenting all around. Yeah. So the court renamed Nutella to just Ella, and thus the world was made a better place. That's I. I'm. I'm in favor of that. Some people should be stopped from naming their kids Theory or Blade. Or a series of letters and numbers that were supposed to like, is it like, is it Steve or Kyle or something? Yeah, I I think, I think there should be some kind of, some kind of name police. I really wish that existed in America because, oh, my poor cousin, Preparation H Hemorrhoid Butthole Cream. (laughs) 
Wow, last name Cream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> middle name Butthole. <laughs> no, I'm just focusing on the part where their last name is Cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, I mean, his parents got off a, a lot easier. There's, of course, a- Abdul Jabbar, his father. Uh, and then there's <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> Abdul Jabbar Cream, and and then of course there's his mother. Oh God, what's the name of that song? Uh, Cash rolls everything around me. Oh, it's Cream, Cream. That's that's his parents, and his name once again is Preparation H Hemorrhoid Butthole Cream. Yeah, I feel like it, some type of name police would be good because it's like, all right. We've had enough Michaels. We're done with Michaels. <laughs> We've it's met over. the quota for Michaels. <laughs> there have been enough Michaels throughout time. There can be no more Michaels. Michaels are finished. I think, you know, we. it's easy for us to make jokes like, oh, it would be nice if they could stop people from naming their kids like Averlay, <laughs> like E-I-G-H-V, <laughs> E-I-G-H, L-E-I-G-H. Uh, but I think what I think the name police would actually be most helpful for is if anyone with the last name Michael, I have the last name Jackson, wanted to name their kid uh, Michael. Perfectly normal name. They're probably not doing it to honor Michael Jackson. They're probably doing it to honor like a relative. But name police would be like, listen, man, the the kid's not going to get shit for it. It's actually going to be much worse. It's nothing they can own. It's just every time they write down their name, someone will be like, really? Yeah. You? <laughs> really? You, you? Can, you can. You think you can stand where he stood? Hmm. <laughs> it's even like... Let's see it, you dance. Come on. It's it's your Bruce Willis's. It's, it's just yeah. any, Give us any your best already he-he. famous name. That, hey, hit us with a quick hee-hee. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you need to change your name. <laughs> I think you need to change your name. Wait, it, in this scenario, are the name police the ones saying this, and they in fact change your name well into adulthood? No, I think they're getting bullied. This person, Michael Jackson, is getting bullied by the most polite bully. <laughs> like, by a notary. Doing, it's like, I'm doing you a favor. Yeah, I'm, I'm a notary, and I'm in fourth grade, and you need to change your name. <laughs> I'm a notary, I'm in fourth grade, and I have the name change form right here. I've got it right here. I filled it out for you. I already knew your name. <laughs> <laughs> you uh you could change it to Mike, maybe? Mike uh, Jackson. No one's gonna no one's gonna give a shit for that. Micah, in case you want to sound completely like dumb every time you say your name. Yeah, Mike uh Jackson. Uh, Come on, get out of here. Mike uh Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> this notary is so mean. Yeah, well, you know, you would be too if your name was N- Niles the notary. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh last name the notary. Also the Sam <laughs> Jackson, get that right out of here. Yeah, get out. Yeah, in fact, no more Jacksons. We've we've got two good ones. We're, we don't need more. Yeah, no. Uh no Miss Jackson. Yeah, sorry to all the Miss Jacksons. Yes, Ooh. we're listen, we're sorry Miss Jackson, but we are for real. We are for real. We are for real. Uh name police, good idea. That's where I land on that one. What are you drinking, Henry? Uh, tonight, I thought I would be drinking some leftovers from our barbecue, our Easter bar- Easter weekend barbecue we had. And in a way, I am. Um, but I, I opted to go for the last two tarnations in the house. So we're drinking a combined total of 18% tonight, meaning this is going to get pretty loose, if you know what I mean. Oh, boy. You know... Um, I want to check your math there. I don't think it's a combined 18%. 
I think it's a a larger volume of liquid that remains 9%. Uh, what happens when you add percentages together, John? Well, I mean... <laughs> what happens? It, it depends on what it's a percentage of. In this case, it's the percentage of how much I care. Oh, so you care even more. Uh, I am drinking an H-E-B unsweetened sparkling water because I drank a little bit too much over the weekend and I'm trying to reel it in. So it's going to be me, sober as a rover, sober as the cliffs of Dover, uh, listening to Henry drink delicious high ABV tarnation beer. Yeah, so I mean, this will be hellish for me. I think I'm supposed to say yeehaw every sip or something. <laughs> Listen, if you want to, I'm not the one. I mean, I will have to suffer, but the listeners will suffer the most because I think it's a treat when you say yeehaw. I'm just going to give you one yeehaw at the top and uh, we'll move on for our lives. So uh, St. Arnold's Brewing Company, this goes out to you. Yeehaw. There we go. If they're not using that in all of their future advertisements, I don't know what's wrong with them. Should we reach out to breweries and just be like, hey, we talk about you on our podcast. We just want you to know that. We just want you to know that ball's in your court. <laughs> in your move, legal team that's probably intercepting all of the <laughs> correspondence. We're going to drink another St. Arnold beer on the next episode, and who knows what we'll say about it then to our audience of five people. I do have to say, John, something on this podcast has made a difference in the real world. Oh? Uh, on a previous episode of this podcast, we brought up St. Arnold Brewing Company, right out of Houston, Texas. H-Town. H-Town. Hotston. The people call it this? Hots. H-Town? Yeah, is that real? H-Town hotties. All right, um, sure. And uh, you brought up a, a very light, delicious beer brew that they do by the name of Lawnmower. Ah, uh, yes, the truly delicious Lawnmower. Yes. Big fan of the Lawnmower. Session Ale? Session Lager? Session IPA? I don't know. I could go get a can of it because we bought it on your recommendation. And let me tell you, it was a pretty big hit at the party. It is truly the drinking outside beer. Lawnmower is like super, I think it's like sub, it's definitely sub 5% ABV. It's maybe under 4 but it's really tasty, super easy to drink outside, really refreshing. It's a spring beer. It's a summer beer. It's a great yeah. beer. Great for barbecues. I will add that in uh, because, yeah, I was barbecuing. I cooked up all types of things. Vegan hot dogs, vegan burgers, kebabs with vegetables on them. Oh, my um, God. And I wasn't there? No. Corn on the cob. Unbuttered. So all could partake. And then, wow. of, of course, some sausage and some burgers to round out the night. And I uh, did those last as to avoid any cross-contamination because I keep a clean grill in this household. You uh, you got some vegetarian relatives? Yes. My cousin's wife is vegetarian or vegan. Wow. Vegan. And so, yeah, I was I was made sure to be very accommodating to our guests and make sure everybody and all involved could partake. Of the fruits of my various labors. What a host. And you know, to your point, I, I think that the reason Lawnmower succeeds is because, pardon my language, but who in the hell wants to drink 
uh, a nine percent double dry hopped IPA all day while they're baking in the hot sun. Not me. Yeah, no. That's a surefire way to bake yourself while also baking food. Uh, because yeah, you're just going to short circuit that part of your brain that is vulnerable to heat and also alcohol. Yeah. And barbecuing is just baking. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. You just throw it in an oven. Oh my Lord. Have you ever had a barbecued cake? I kind of want to grill a cake now. Have you uh, listen? If you haven't had a grilled upside down cake, you haven't lived. <laughs> oh, it's going to be upside down after I flip it a few times. Ah, <laughs> uh, grill humor. <laughs> Indeed, John. Very good. Very, Very natural. natural. <laughs> Extremely natural Extremely and good. Normal sounding and good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the kind of things we strive to to uh, do on zero credits. But yes, it was a good Easter barbecue weekend. But I'm ready to move on from such topics as this, because we have a lot to cover tonight, John. We do have a lot to cover, and I have something to cover kind of at the top of the show. Oh, shit, like a hat? Yeah, it's a hat on a podcast. It's like a chapeau. Ooh, that's French 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 for for hat. hat. Oh, my God. Oh, we're really, we're really synergizing. (laughs) We're really in sync. I think it's making you sick. (laughs) Here, you're stealing my energy. Uh, Now... I'll I'll just, I want to do a slow roll on this and hopefully people will get where I'm coming from as I, as I read through this article by one literally doesn't have a name. The state of journalism is so fucked. Unbelievable. That's a crazy name. I know it's almost as crazy as my best friend slash cousin preparation butthole. Uh, But the (laughs) article says, It all started with a baby that wouldn't sleep. When chef Allie Hook became a parent, she and her partner found themselves sleep-deprived and hungry. So when a short window of time opened up to sit down together and eat one day, they prepared something quick and convenient, not knowing their easy dinner would give rise to a whole new food trend online. My son was a horrible, horrible, horrible sleeper, says Hook, judgy. Eventually, we reached the stage where we could re- where we would reliably sleep for two hours in the evening. So one Friday night, while he was down, we opened a bottle of wine. Come on, when you have kids, you can't drink. Uh, I got some tinned fish, toasted some bread, and put it all on a chopping board. Not for aesthetics, but because it was all I had that everything would fit on. We sat down and ate, and had such a good time reconnecting and being husband and wife instead of parents for a minute, so much so we did it again the following Friday. And with that, Tinned Fish Date Night was born. I hate everything you're saying. (laughs) Hook uploaded videos of her go-to romantic meal to TikTok, and it quickly gathered pace, with one clocking up over 5 million views and counting. That's right. I have checked off the first box of Zero Credits Bingo TikTok Tinned Fish Trend. No. Yes. Wait, go to the scoreboard, folks. Wait, I never posted these and I oh, no. I was going to. Oh, boy. Oh, wait, are you telling me that it took four months, but we got... A thing on, 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 what do we call this? (laughs) Zeit Bingo? We got a thing on Zeit Bingo ticked off. That's amazing. I don't think you ever shared yours with me. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Let me just share it with you real quick. Everyone loves this. 
How are you sharing it? We have so many ways to communicate. It's just on Google Sheets, my my dude. Or Google Docs. There you go. <clears throat> so that's right. The first of many. Oh, hopefully. We're four months into this. We're four months into this now, of course. Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried must be found guilty. Elon Musk bankrupts Twitter. Henry Kissinger must die. And we get an email from a more popular podcast. That would give me an across bingo. That would or be if the cool. House Freedom Caucus turns real bad, Phoebe Bridges announced for House of the Dragon. Ricky Gervais dies and we get an actual <laughs> celebrity guest. That's more of a coup, but that will get me an across bingo. All right. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty close to a, a column bingo. I just have one checked off so far uh new coronavirus spreads worldwide thousands are infected that happened at the top of the year that was kind of a freebie oh yes yes oh you did already have one checked off yeah but it was kind of a freebie um so all i need is for the russian invasion to come to an anticlimactic but much needed end i need four more countries to join nato uh trump is put to trial and riots ensue i feel like we're really close to that yes oh and i just need another airline to have a catastrophic meltdown but we just remembered the southwest one from last year oh i feel like you may in fact be closer because my uh my um diagonal and across bingo are kind of, well actually let's see what's my what's my column bingo Joe, ooh, that would be all of my wild off the wall predictions, but they're they're pretty likely. Of course, if Joe Rogan is injured in experimental ball therapy, uh, that could happen any day. Magic the Gathering sues Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, big pants, or a uh, this one's very likely. Famous <laughs> person dies in a maze or labyrinth. <laughs> big pants. So if ba- <laughs> if these things happen, including big pants, if big pants can happen, okay, now I see yours. Yeah, all right. Oh, big and of pants. course, I do have uh, John says stay loose sloppies. Oh yeah, you have that one already. Wow, we're uh, new doing- TikTok trend of eating canned fishless cat. Oh my god, I know. How did your psychic? I am psychic. You're psychic. I knew that this one I wrote down and actually kind of knew it would happen. The other ones, I also know that they'll... Here's my problem is um, I'm actually going to get the rare bingo coup of all spaces being filled in. <laughs> oh, God, a blackout. Yeah, it's going to be... <laughs> it's good. Wait, it is, it's literally impossible. Unless all on the same day... <laughs> Uh, all of the ones on the edges happen. Which edge? Who knows? Or they could <laughs> all happen on the same day. Yes, we're going to have an email from a more popular podcast leading to a King Cast collab. Uh, you've already said stay loose sloppy, so that's good. Then we'll get an actual celebrity guest out of that King Cast. It's King's Cast, by the way. Collab uh, resulting in our first sponsor, Blue Chew. Yes, of course. Oh, that could that could all happen in one day. It could. It very well could. At I, least in one week. I I have to say, I so um, I've tried. I've re- I've done a very light googling of how to contact Emma Stone's people. Doesn't seem possible. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're not really in the. We're not in the strata of uh of of society that could know how to do that 
Apparently, if you join IMDb Plus Pro, finagle get all, give us all your money membership. Uh, they have email addresses of like people's agents on that site, um, but that's not something I'm going to do ever. That costs money, and they still won't reply to you. Mm-hmm. Now I do think I'm I'm holding out for a um an Emma Stone or a Jesse Plemons. I think there's one of these people that we can either encounter in the wild or find their agents' information, whatever. We can do a real rat tattooey. Pull somebody's hair to no no no. Them... I I totally understand that you're going for oh wait arguably okay, okay, arguably. Cook what somebody, rat tattooey is about? Cook somebody a dish that reminds them of their childhood, so that they leave our restaurant a good review. Close. I think that we have the ability as people who are not uh, Hollywood vampires to really hone in on something that Jesse Plemons or an Emma Stone cares about, maybe from their childhood, a passion project, and like hit them up about that, and like really get to their emotional heart and manipulate them into being on the podcast. Like, for instance, if Emma Stone were really big into uh, Dragon Ball Z up until midway through the Cell Saga, we could then be like, hey, Emma Stone, remember when Vegeta went to Super Super Saiyan? And she's like, oh my God, I'll do your podcast. Or let's say Jesse Plemons is really into like uh, (laughs) pictures of dogs in bags. (laughs) We could reach out and be like, we will do an episode of the podcast just about dogs and bags. Porous bags, to be clear. Yeah, the yeah. Do- the dogs are safe and they like it. Breathable. Ba- they want to be in the bag. Yeah, they're a special breed of dog that wants to be in the bag. Bag dog. Yeah, they're bag dogs. Um, uh, Scottish bag dogs, actually. So I'm offended you, you keep suggesting someone other than Emma Stone, because I'm after a bingo square here. It has to be Emma Stone specifically. Oh, I just need an actual celebrity guest, so, so I'm, th- I'm gunning for Plems. Old Plems. <laughs> old Plem Bob. Plem, Plem Bob. Old, uh, old Plenum. Plemnum. The Plemons. The Plum Man. <laughs> the Plum Man. The Plum he... Man. Classic. Will I mean, Wong yeah, celebrities he love is it. made into a plum. He is made into a plum. He is made into a plum. Celebrities and all humans really like it when you mispronounce their name. <laughs> oh, I really need to lean harder into this. So his name is <laughs> Jessica Plums. Right? I feel like we're going to... We're not going to get anything from his people. Oh, I'm sure he'll he'll sign up. He looks so thirsty. We'll just give him some water. What would we even ask these people if they came up like, oh, what are you doing? What, Jesse Plemons, I have three questions prepared. I will don't give them away. Okay. Can I give you two of them? Give me two, but keep the last one a secret. Okay. Okay. Actually, it's it's even... It's even... It's even secret now what order these are in. You don't know if I'm saying the last one in these or not. So you just have to listen to the interview. Does that make sense? Yeah, you just read two out of three and leave one a secret. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so question uh, number one. Question Kronado. number one. What? How does it feel to be one of, if not the uh, greatest living actors? 
right? That's, that's a good a, one. That's a. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And, uh, question two. I don't know where this would fall in the interview. Question two. Now that the interview is over, are you ready to die, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, and who knows what the third one you would ask would be. Um, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I don't want to threaten anybody, but I'll <laughs> leave that to you. You don't know where it would fall in the interview in a place where would be like really natural. Allegedly. Allegedly, for sure. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> it's not illegal to threaten someone. <laughs> I think it's expressly illegal to threaten someone. <laughs> oh shit! I have to re I have to rework my questions. It would be really funny though if <laughs> we somehow make it into like a press junket for a movie, and we get to actually interview a person, and then we just end our interview with like, "Now that the interview is over, are you ready to die, motherfucker?" <laughs> what if? It was- <laughs> They they do a press day. They're so tired. It's Chris, it's Chris Hemsworth. You come in, you're like, um, what was your workout routine like to be Thor? He answers the question, boilerplate, eat a lot of chicken. And then you're like, okay, are you ready to die, motherfucker? He'd be like, do you have a transgression? He's like, no, I just think I could take you right now. At the end of a press junket, you're exhausted. You just want to be with your family. I don't think you can fight me off. What if he was like, Am I ready to die? <laughs> I've accomplished a lot. <laughs> but no, I don't think I'm ready to die. Oh, well, Is thank anyone you for, ready yeah, to die? Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. And, you know, hey, it looks like a good movie. Uh, I'm not going to see. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you for your time. The movie looks really interesting. Uh, I'm never I'm never going to see it. If I ever come across it while I'm flipping channels, because I still do that, I'll flip away. <laughs> hey, listen, the movie looks really good. I just want you to know what you do is disgusting. Yeah. No, it'd be really funny to be like, hey, uh, so we've got, what, like 10 minutes to do an interview? Um, I'm going to check my email. <laughs> <laughs> just check your email for 10 minutes and be like, okay. Um, yeah, well, the, I guess you can leave. Oh, no, I'll leave, I guess. You, you can keep the room. Oh, uh, we've got 10 minutes. Uh, do you have any games on your phone? <laughs> you take Chris Hemsworth's phone and you start playing Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. You you, you load up the, the cart and buy a lot of V-Bucks and give them yeah, like a, all the V-Bucks. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I, I, I bought $400 worth of V-Bucks. And I just want you to know what you do is disgusting. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there, there are better ways to ruin a career and get blacklisted. I always th- I think about that sometimes. <clears throat> Wouldn't it be because all we do as people is worry about ruining our careers because careers are the things that we spend uh, like half of our lives working on. Wouldn't it be fun if like you had one burner career, like a government guaranteed you can do any job for two months and then ruin it. Yeah. And then you go on with your life. Yeah. That'd be fun. Everyone would do president, though. You wanted that to be within reason, so you could settle for mayor, but I don't think you could get much higher than that. Yeah, I don't think you could be, like, in a pos- like an elected position, but you could be like, um, I want to be a Hollywood reporter, I want to yeah. be a physicist. I want to be a city comptroller, and I will be embezzling. Oh, for for sure, and ev- and to be clear, everyone has to take you seriously for the fir- for the first two months, and then on the last day, you get to ruin your career. Mm. Okay, yeah, no. So I, I think if I ever won the lottery, I would start one of these like 
media companies, but only to like we wouldn't be actually there to get sound bites about the movie or whatever. We would be there to just do pranks, but like like what we just discussed, and it's like, yeah, no, I don't care if you give me a good soundbite or not. This is purely for my entertainment. I would just want to start a a media company that books interviews with people and just makes them do things that are completely unrelated to anything that they're going to be promoting. Yeah. Like, hey, Chris Hemsworth? It's always Chris Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, there we go. We have you here. Um, today, I'd like to uh, film you watching a video about how gelatin is made. Yeah. And we don't <laughs> want your reactions. We just want the footage of you watching. Yeah, no, video. don't don't like blow it up. Don't react. You know, you're, yeah. you're just watching a video. And in just fact, it's it. pretty tame. It's sanitized. You you're know? not mic'd. <laughs> you're not like and we're filming you from 20 yards away <laughs> no I, I was thinking like yeah you would invite somebody over for an interview you know to your company and just film them in the green room waiting and <laughs> like just post a video it's like yeah Charlize Theron waits for interview in green room it's like hey we have two hours with Scarlett Johansson uh what's your favorite book and then send for the book <laughs> and then you send for the book you're like uh you can read it uh, we're gonna leave the camera rolling <laughs> at a wall, but you just keep reading it, and we're just gonna we're gonna walk away. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson reads The Catcher in the Rye. It it seems kind of nice to start a media company that just lets celebrities do things they <laughs> enjoy for once. Right? Hey, do you want to get lunch? Get whatever you want. We will film you eating it. You will not be mic'd. <laughs> uh, you will not be mic'd, and uh, you don't have to eat it with me. In fact, I you won't. You won't. I will not be here. I'm very busy. I have to go do a similar prank to George Clooney in that I'm going to leave a care package on his porch. <laughs> it is so it is so nice to meet you, uh, President Obama. I ordered you $3,000 of Spago DoorDash, and uh, you can just eat that. We'll leave. We will be filming. You won't be mic'd. <laughs> we will be filming. You won't be mic'd. It is an SD. Yeah, it's standard def. Um, <laughs> standard def VHS, actually. Actually, it's the it's just the closed circuit security cam. It's going to be really grainy. Um, so if you could, I guess, move a bunch while you eat, that would be good. Yeah, and you have two buttons. If you hit the one button, it's a guy saying "damn," and if you hit the other button, it reads <laughs> it reads the entire Constitution in a yeah. woman's voice. Yeah, and then and then we yeah, the guy who says "damn" is Samuel L. Jackson. We hired him for the day. And the woman's voice is, uh, oddly enough, uh, Scarlett Johansson. It's her favorite book, yeah. The yeah, the, we, <laughs> the, the Constitution is, is her favorite book. Really didn't expect yeah. that, but... We hired her for the day, too. So the, we got we got them all day. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to be clear, it's not a recording. When you press the button, they, they will, get yeah. buzzed in another room and they have to say it. And they can't say anything else or they don't get paid. <laughs> because somehow we have enough money that this is an inducement to perform yeah, for yeah, them i guess the, oh ethan hawk so glad you could make it um we're going to do an interview but before that before you can promote your your next project um we have a labyrinth in the basement that we need you to solve there is a minotaur and a couple of riddles good luck Good luck. Ooh, we're moving towards my uh, my yeah. labyrinth square. Yeah. Well, hopefully they wouldn't die because I feel like a, a celebrity death on a media company's hands would just spell the end of it, no matter how much money you have. But yeah, yeah. that would really ruin that career. 
Ethan Hawke, I'm going to have you Photoshop the poster of the black phone and have it say the white phone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, anything else. Uh, yeah. Oh, hi, three uh, random athletes. We have a case of Bud Light with rainbows on them, and they are hidden throughout the building. You will pick one up by accident, and we will photograph you with it. This is <laughs> this the is, entire interview. <laughs> this is uh, starting to become media saw. <laughs> Navigate the. We want look. We we see you wiggle out of these. You know these scandals time and time again. Wiggle out of this. <laughs> you you are trapped in a tra- a trap house. We have rigged it with booby traps. Yeah. One of the booby trap is a gun that. <laughs> It's like a net gun, but if it shoots you, it covers you <laughs> in an offensive brown face Lawrence of Arabia Halloween costume and takes a picture. Yeah. This is how we got Trudeau. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He yeah. he was the pilot. He was, yeah, he was the uh, prototype if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Uh he was the prototype for Benny Safty. Feel like we're getting we're, we're the more the more we um you know, spitball here, the eviler we're getting. Yeah, eventually it's going to become killing. I thought it was supposed to, I mean, it started out as just like kind of harmless pranks to waste time, but I guess, um, yeah. How the fuck do you think Saw happened? Jigsaw was nice. I've never Jigsaw seen was going song. around giving people lollipops and it's like, oops, I blew your head off with a shotgun. I've never, I've never seen Saw. Oh, you, you never saw Saw? I've never saw See. I think you should see Saw Saw. I think you should see Saw. I don't want to. I'm not into torture porn. Well, I've seen Saw, and I think you should see Saw. Okay, well, I get you're doing wordplay, but absolutely not, and never suggest it again. Never suggest wordplay again. Seesaw. (laughs) Oh, never suggest Seesaw. Yeah. Teeter-totter? If they make a totter, and teeter becomes the word to see totter, I will teeter-totter. Okay, good. I'm working on some stuff with the English language you'll be very interested in. I've just won the lottery. We're going to change the entire dictionary just to prank you. You know what's that is it's one of the few fields, I guess like chemistry and the very makeup of the universe, you can't really say this. But no one can really be like, yeah, I'm doing some really exciting work with the English language. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really exciting de- development, big things coming. <laughs> Like a very excited poet. (laughs) That is true. Absolutely. Doing some big things with the English language. I'm focusing on monoslabs. Monoslabs. I I just think it's funny because absolutely someone could say that because they are doing something novel with the English language. But they never mean that in that they're changing it. Right. They're not like, yeah, I'm about to do something as big as Shakespeare coining the word alligator. No one, like, comes out in a Tim Cook black turtleneck onto a stage. They're like, we're excited to unveil the newest word, dorp. (laughs) Yeah, it it just shows up with an explosion of sound on the screen behind them. (laughs) Dorp. What does it mean? Coming in 2025. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Features. Starts with a D. <laughs> ends, ends with a B. <laughs> ends in orp. 
Yeah. We'll be popular in the New York Times crossword puzzle for decades to come. <laughs> Two years later, you release Dorp SE for the people who couldn't afford Dorp. <laughs> the standard edition, yeah. Yeah. I liked Dorp before everyone could get onto it. <laughs> <laughs> I was an early adopter for Dorp, and now I'm on that Androp. Early adopter. God damn it. <laughs> All right, uh, so you've alluded to what I want to talk about tonight twice now. Ah, Dorp? Yes. Uh, Dorp was not one. Sorry, good guess, though. But yes, mm. uh, in a similar vein as the name police limiting uh, people who have really knocked stuff out of the park, and thus there should be no more imitators, and also your phrasing holding out for leads us to what I want to talk to tonight. I have no idea where this is going. I have been paying attention to your words with laser-like precision, looking for a segue, and I got it minutes ago. <laughs> oh my god, you've done some really interesting stuff with the English language. And it's coming out right now. John? Mm. Are you familiar with a musical artist by the name of Bonnie Tyler? Uh, Holding out for a hero? Holding out for a hero, John. A very, very good rock ballad anthem from the, um, I've got the wiki up here and I still don't know where it's from, 1994. Oh, gotta be, 1984. 1984. Uh, It's gotta be the 80s. Yes. Uh, It was a song recorded by Welsh singer Bonnie Tyler for the soundtrack to the 1984 film Footloose. Yes. Yes. And since then, it has appeared time and time again in various different media. But I would argue it shouldn't be. Oh? Uh, yeah. I'm mad. You're, you're mad at holding out for a hero. I'm mad at the use of holding out for a hero in a slew of 2023 films. Uh, 2023, I think the last time I heard Holding Out for a Hero was maybe in Detective Pikachu, and that felt silly. It was, it was in the, the trailer for the 2019 film Pokemon Detective Pikachu. You are correct. Yeah, that felt a little silly at the time. I'm amazed to hear that it's still happening in 2023. John. total eclipse of the heart. John, how many, how many movies do you think Holding Out for a Hero has appeared in in the four months of 2023 that we've had thus far. Uh, I hate to think it's more than one. It is more than one. That's sad. Yes. Are you are you willing to venture a guess? Uh, let's see. Movies that have come out in 2023. Let me go ahead and remind myself, because it's certainly not in the Banshees of Inishirin. It was not. I saw that film and it was devoid of any modern music. Let me see. Movies I've seen. It certainly wasn't in Mithrigan. It wasn't in <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mithrigan. Um, <laughs> it certainly wasn't in Creed 3. Uh, let's see. I'm going to say Holding Out for a Hero has been used in Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Perhaps the Super Mario Brothers movie. And, I don't know, Cocaine Bear? That is a good number of guesses, because the correct answer is it has appeared in three movies. 
Uh, you've got one of the movies correct. Yes, the song did appear in the Super Mario Bros. movie. For yeah, some, yeah, that that seems right. It's it's made reason. by the Minions people, right? Yeah, for some reason, um, I don't I know just why. Feel like just do something interesting. Like if 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 that's gonna happen, do like a do like a chip tune version of it or something. Oh, I don't that would know. be really cool. Yes, yeah, so you could take a page out of Tetris's book. Uh, Tetris, the movie that came out very recently, features both a Japanese language cover by R or I'm going to say Ren. And a Russian language cover by Polina. Uh, so you could have fun with the format and feature two different covers in different languages in the same film, a la Tetris. But no, the Super Mario Bros. movie just used the Bonnie Tyler version. Okay, sure. I mean, I think of the ones I guessed, that's the one I was most certain it was used in. Right. It also appeared in Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Yeah, that seems right. It honestly, yeah. every instance of this song that has appeared lately, I'm going to excuse Tetris for being clever enough to use two different languages to include the song. Um, but the two other instances of the song are uninspired and frankly boring. And you want to know why? Why? Because this song has appeared Three plus one plus one plus one countless times in the past 10 years and various movies time and time again from everything from the Masters of the Universe colon Revelation to the Angry Birds movie two to the video game St. Rose the third to the Cartoon Network show regular show to the Footloose remake, which I guess gets a pass because it is a remake of the, the movie that the song debuted in to shirt short circuit fucking two <laughs> i uh i'm gonna say short circuit two and footloose and its remake get a pass okay uh, fine all, all the other ones no and it was used in shrek too and that brings me to my point because shrek 2 perfected the use of the song in a movie or moving picture medium, because not only was it part of the soundtrack, but a character in the movie through the guise of a fairy godmother actually sang the song while it was playing in the movie. It's done. We have perfected the use of the song. It started out in Footloose, and I'm sure it was good there, and it got perfected in uh, 2000, hold on, 2004 and Shrek 2, and let's put it to bed. Everything else has been uninspired and boring since. I, uh, look, I'm actually looking at a list of these, and it appears as though from the release of Holding Out for a Hero in 1984, it looks like it was used in media three times in the 80s, and then since the year 2000, starting in 2004 with Shrek 2, those are all of its other appearances in media. Right. It appears as though uh, Shrek 2 ignited our love for Holding Out for a Hero, and we have not gotten over it since. 
it's a shame. I get why people like it so much because it it was perfection. It it was a song woven into the plot, a la a character actually singing the song while action was happening in the background. It it is a very climactic moment as Shrek is racing toward rescue. I forget the plot of the goddamn movie. I've (laughs) never seen any Shrek other than the first one. Um, Well, and uh, well, the, I don't remember the plot of the movie, but I do remember this song sequence being very good, very inspired. And I, it was one of the first times I've ever seen a character sing a song that also becomes background music. It's very good. Uh, listen, we, we stand diegetic music on this podcast. Absolutely. And I get why people are like, oh yeah, holding out for a hero. It's really good. It's very, it's a great song by itself and the lyrics are very inspirational and they're very easy to tie into a theme like uh training montages would be great such and such blah 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 the problem is like michael jackson it's been perfected and thus needs to stop being tried i mean my argument is that holding out for a hero is a bad song to use in media because just because it's overly on the nose it is yeah absolutely um yeah it, there's no room for interpretation it's just like yeah we're holding out for a hero all the streetwise cowboys are gone that might not be a lyric it's something like that where's my streetwise hercules ah to fight the rising god Something about a white knight upon a fiery steed. Late at night, I toss and I turn, and I dream of what I need. I'm not reading lyrics. I'm trying to remember it. I need a hero. I mean, holding out for a hero at the end of the night. At the end of the night, he's got to be strong. Got to be fast, and he's got to be something to fight. (laughs) Fresh from the fight. Fresh from the fight. Yes. No. The song is not. I. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the song. Anyway. It's a good song. It's about how she needs a hero to come and give her some of that sweet, you know, in the covers and whatnot. It's um, a very, actually, it is a very horny song. It's a super horny song. Yeah, no, it's great in that regard. Um, but in it, Mario? Look, I don't know what to tell you. It's great in the regard that it's from the female perspective. Yeah, no, definitely doesn't pass the Bechdel test. (laughs) Well, no song really does. (laughs) Definitely doesn't pass the Bechdel test. But normally it's like, guys, like, I'm gonna be loving you so good. And this is like, no, I need a hero to come give me what I need. I mean, maybe maybe smacks of toxic masculinity a little bit. I don't know. We're unfair I'm expectations. Sure. But, but here's yeah, my it's plain. It's from the eighties, John. Until it's not this from today. Point in time. Yeah, I did not realize because of the proliferation of holding out for hero. It's not actually a song about waiting to be rescued by a no. hero. It it is Bonnie Tyler yeah. maligning her perceived death of traditional uh masculine partners in relationships that song's not on the nose at all but shouldn't be used in these movies yeah no it's not appropriate for a children's movie for sure 
Um, but hey, it's catchy as hell. And like, if you don't read too into the lyrics, it's about waiting for a hero to come save you. But why would they be fresh from the fight and not fresh to fight? And I mean, you know, it's um, it's like in in the new Super Mario Brothers movie when he gets on Yoshi and they play Pony by Genuine. That doesn't happen. No, that doesn't happen. No, but Mario does wake up to uh, uh, Mr. Sunshine. What's that? Mr. Blue Sky. Oh, I hate this movie already. I hate its music choices. I had one complaint about the Mario movie. I'm I'm just going to say it here and then we'll move on. But uh, honestly, the use of modern music in the movie is completely jarring and very weird when the score is on point throughout, including several rearrangements and orchestra movements of video game music that does well enough on its own. I I would be down for that. I I don't know. I I think like big tentpole uses of overused songs pretty dumb. Um I did I did like in the trailers for Super Mario, the Super Mario Brothers movie that whenever Bowser came out his theme song was 9 inch nails fuck you like an animal. Yeah. Bowser's, that was that was good. Bowser's the best part of that movie. And now we can move on. Uh, yeah, so name police, we need a song police. Anytime uh, an executive is like, what about holding out for a hero? They swat the room and just slap that guy in the face and say, no, it's been done. Yeah, We're, we're done with holding out for a hero for at least, I don't know what the moratorium should be. I'm going to say 16 years. 16 years. Uh, yeah, just I wish that there was someone who could come and i wish there was a song that said how i feel about needing this song police for bonnie yeah. tyler's holding up for a hero i wish there was a song that indicated that i am waiting for some kind of heroic figure to show up and save me from bonnie tyler's holding out for a hero yeah i but they have to be like you know, savvy on the street, but also like strong, like a strong, mythical, like a biblical, like strong, like a character. <laughs> what do we know? Mythical figure. <laughs> I'm thinking of Samson, a Samson-like character. Yeah, where's the roadwise Samson? Where's the roadwise Samson to um, fight the increasingly difficult obstacles? Yeah, I mean, I'm just. I feel like I want a heroic figure. Uh, yeah, yeah, heroic figure. Listen, every night I toss and I turn and I dream of what I need. I need a, oh, what is it? Good guy. What is it? A good guy. I need, I need a, a good, good guy. guy. Yeah. Someone um, should make that song. Yeah, where's <laughs> Honest- that fucking song? Honestly, yeah, like a weird reworking of the song. Not to get around rights, like still pay Bonnie Tyler to use like the music, um, and to get permission to uh, like do like a weird parody of it. But yeah, um, some type of like uh, sound alike version would be yeah. more appreciated. I think like that is tailored to the media that it's shown in. I so I, I got distracted because I, I found a, a a written out description of the music video. <laughs> oh no, please. The video sees Tyler escaping from a burning house. 
The video was set primarily in the vicinity of the burning house and on the edge of the Grand Canyon. (laughs) Interspersed with shots of angelic background singers in white dresses. Evil cowboys dressed in black, carrying neon whips, appear before Tyler. Threatening I have her. to watch this. A cowboy hero dressed in white, brandishing, brandishing a revolver, appears on horseback, and the evil cowboys flee on horseback, with the hero in pursuit. As the song fades out, the hero cowboy appears in front of Tyler. Uh, doesn't sound like a lot happens in that music video. I still desperately want to see it for the neon whips. The neon whips, yeah. And for everyone... Wow, that sounded like our sound off. For anyone who wants to use Holding Out for a Hero, may I address you to where have all the cowboys gone? Absolutely. Move on to something different. Uh, let's see. What was the last time Where Have All the Cowboys Gone was featured in a movie? Um, let's uh, not listed in the Wikipedia article, so I'm going to say never. It's never been used. It's fresh from the fight. <laughs> it's fresh from the fight. I think we've got something with this good guy thing. I need a good guy. I'm holding out for a good guy till the end of the night. He doesn't have to be strong. He doesn't have to be fast. And he really just has to be all right. Oh, my God. It, this uh, this sounds like it was written by like one of those people who's like, yeah, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Nobody wants a nice guy anymore. Oh, no. I need an incel. <laughs> I'm waiting for an incel. <laughs> At the end of the I'm, night. I'm waiting for an incel turning to the alt-right. Oh, God. <laughs> he's and, really not strong, and he's really not fast. And he would definitely lose enough. <laughs> I, I need an incel. This is... Listen, we're doing a weird L treatment. We pay for the melody, yeah. make our millions, wear tight, tight pants. Tight, tight pants. We're tight, tight pants. We will set ourselves apart from Weird Al by wearing the tightest of pants. I've got, uh, I don't know about you, John, I've got really thick legs. Me and tight pants really do not get along. I feel like that only uh, emphasizes how tight the pants will be. I fear for the circulation of my uh, blood. People will say, those... (laughs) Uh, those mediocre uh, song parody smiths really are bursting like a sausage. Yeah, yeah. You've heard of muffin tops. We're going to introduce sausage rolls, which is when your leg looks like an encased sausage. Oh, I'm also going to introduce tight, tight, tight shirts. I... That's a no-go. I'm a all flat. of our all of our blood will pool in our heads, hands, and feet. I'm a flabby guy. I'm gonna break the shirt. <laughs> we will make the shirts unbreakable. Oh God, they're made out of <laughs> Bruce Willis's skin from the movie Unbreakable. They'll be Kevlar. Kevlar. We're actually dressed in extra extra small petite. Uh, tactical police wear with the <laughs> Kevlar vests and helmets, and we come out, we can't move our arms or our legs. And then we sing. And then we sing, somehow accessing our diaphragms when we're being compressed to death uh, by well, our I mean, shirt you know, we're, and pants. We're, perfor- we're performing at the Hard Rock. It's all lip-synced, baby. The cafe? Yeah. The hard <laughs> not the cafe. casino, not the casino, but the cafe. Yeah, the restaurant. <laughs> hey, um, 
this is weird, but did you see those <laughs> two guys? <laughs> did you see those two guys who came out, had a guy put a boombox in that played a really bad quality <laughs> parody of Holding Up for a Hero, and then they walked on stage, had pulmonary embolisms, <laughs> died, and then the song just kept playing? Was yeah, that no. weird at the Hard Rock Cafe for you? They gave us all free dessert. Yeah, they gave us all free dessert, and they said, for your trouble and your time. <laughs> yeah. They did not remove the bodies. And they never will. They're now encased in the glass exhibits that haunt the opening of the Hard Rock Cafe. They are the only, they're the only inductees to the Hard Rock Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, who were inducted off of one act and one act alone <laughs> in real time. Oh man. Anyway, that's how we're gonna die. Yeah, so you how, could yeah. say we are ready to die, motherfucker. <laughs> that's right. If we were interviewing ourselves, we'd be like, look, our deaths are preordained. We already know how it's gonna happen. We already know how it's gonna happen, and it will be horribly traumatic. To all every diner of that hard rock cafe. <laughs> Yeah, thankfully the the uh, video footage will be uh, will be scrubbed from the internet. It'll be like the Hulk Hogan sex tape. They'll be like, we gotta get that off of there. We got, yeah. It'd be the one time is like the internet's like, we're gonna let this one go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't Every, need to. Everyone will look at it and be like, no, no, this will not live in infamy. This will live in nothing. And you know what? As it. As the camera slowly pans out on our bodies encased in lucite in the Hard Rock Cafe, slowly a down-tempo piano arrangement of Bonnie Tyler's holding out for a hero will start playing. And that would be a good use of it, because at least it's transformative. Yeah, it would be very transformative. Bjork? <laughs> Bjork? Sing it, would sing it. Is it Bjork? Bjork? I, I thought it was Bjork. Someone told me it's Bjork, but they might be fucking with me. Um, I look, look, we're we're alive. How to pronounce Bjork? Bjork. <laughs> okay, you Bjork. can't you, you can't just say it in in the in the how to pronounce video voice Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> apparently in british it's biok <laughs> biok but in american however it's bjork <laughs> oh no isn't it funny that uh people complain that we no longer have like reliable how to pronounce websites but those things weren't reliable it's just that there was only one of them so we were trusting that we'd click uh like a youtube video it's yeah like, how to pronounce bjork it was like bjork 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 <laughs> bjork yeah but yeah performed by bjork um and that would be the last ever use of holding out for a hero it would be buried with us yeah did, I mean, I, it's funny that I didn't catch this, but in 2001, the song was noted for its appearance in a trailer for Masters of the Universe Revelation, another trailer for the Guardians of the Galaxy video game, and the second episode of the Disney Plus series Loki, all of which premiered in the same week. I Here's a, here's a fascinating phenomenon I've noticed. Uh, I think, actually, 
this may be something that's more interesting to take a look at. It looks like they're holding out for a hero pockets. It's not like there's a consistent holding out for a hero theme in media. It's like one does it and then two to three other things do it at the same time. Yeah, it's weird. And honestly, I think it shines a light on like uh, license holders for music. It's like, oh, such and such wants to use holding out for your hero. It's like, oh, cool. That's great. And then the second person contacts them is like, oh, should we tell them that someone else wants to use it? Nah, let's just take their money. I wonder if it's, um, I wonder if it's every time it's just a new generation of executives who have never heard the song before because all they listen to is like Yacht Rock uh, or Top 40. And then they hear it. They're like, oh my God, the song's amazing. I need to put it in the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. The chorus says holding out for, there hasn't been a, there hasn't been a song this clear in its chorus 100% about what it's about since born in the USA. <laughs> These movies are just, these songs are just what they say they're about. Right. There's no need to read into it. Yeah. Don't read into it. I actually do like that. uh, I I think it's pretty cool that I used critical thinking in this episode to figure out that holding out for a hero is actually just like a horny little song and not a corny little song. Yeah, now you're doing it. You're using your mind's eye. Oh, I see it. I see the I see that every song is actually a little bit horny. But yeah, we only we only sing about like three things. Fight, flight, or Oh no, all the parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the <laughs> oh, that explains that uh, that one song. It's a little bit horny. <laughs> this feeling inside, <laughs> right, Elton John? Your song? Oh yeah, and you can tell everybody <laughs> I'm horny for you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. Uh, just a, just, I don't know. You're not going to see this movie, right? This Mario movie. No one's going to see this Mario movie. <laughs> I mean, probably millions upon millions of people are, but I'm not. It's one of the highest grossing grosses. It's so gross. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's really, it's a gross out Mario movie. Uh, no, it's just a, a, one of the highest earning animated openings of all time beating up frozen two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you asking me if I'm going to see it because you're about to drop a spoiler? No, I was just going to read all of the other songs that are not on the soundtrack that ex- that um show up in this. In oh, this. I don't think people care about that. Yeah, so in addition to holding out for a hero, um, there's <laughs> there's uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn by the Beastie Boo. Boys. Of course. I don't know if you know this, but Mario and Luigi are from Brooklyn. So there's uh, there's honestly the the standout was the DK rap from Donkey oh, Kong that's 64, great. but they did not credit Grant Kierkegaard. So oh, come fuck on, em. man! Uh, composer Grant, uh, I'm saying his name wrong. Composer Grant Kierkegaard was like the biggest influence on everyone's life. GoldenEye 007, that entire score soundtrack. The GoldenEye 007 pause music. Yeah, yeah, was him. Uh, all of Banjo Kazooie was him. All of DK64 was him. Like, 
such a big influence on people's lives, they couldn't bother to fucking credit him. They just said DK rap from Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> Great. Perfect. I love how the video game industry, especially when it transitions to film, really takes care of its own. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, also appearing is... Um, the song, the song, a really great song. I, I can't get mad at the song. Uh, Take on me by Aha. I mean, it's a great song, but boo, oh, super bad use of the song. If I'm being honest, honestly, nothing good would. They just could have just played nothing where that happened. This um, soundtrack is a thousand percent curated by everyone's mom. <laughs> and I, I want to be clear: these songs do not appear on the official movie soundtrack. Well, they appear in the movie. They right? appear in the movie, yes. These songs in the movie is curated by Facebook. It's, yeah. it's curated by 58-year-olds on Facebook. Uh, including ACDC's Thunderstruck. Shut up. Boo. Uh, and then, of course, I already mentioned it, Mario waking up to Mr. Blue Sky. Shut which is- up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> These are the worst song choices. Yes. Um, but the rest of the 37 entry uh, movie soundtrack is very good. Includes homages to very classic, uh, you know, motifs from Super Mario games. It, I mean, it's and features an original song uh, written by Aaron Hov. Ooh. A lot of names here written by Aaron Horvath, Eric Osman, John Spiker, and Michael Jelinek, and is of course performed by Jack Black. It is just a perfect song. Uh, I'll watch a YouTube video of that. There are several. They released a full music video for this uh, song because it is the standout moment of the movie. And Bowser, of course, steals the show. It's a very okay movie. It's not too not too for gamers. Um, I hope not. I hope <laughs> I, not. I hope not too not too. I hope not too not. I hope I hope not too not too lives better than um this. What Brian Tyler chronology? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> oh, they have a song by Brian Tyler chronology. <laughs> um, Brian Tyler is an American composer, conductor, arranger, and record producer who apparently. Apparently is involved in Scream 6, the Super Mario Bros. movie, and Fast X. Oh, he's getting work. He is getting work. Oh my god, this guy. Okay, anyway. uh, Don't know why that is on... That's its own little sidebar on the Wikipedia entry for the Super Mario Bros. movie soundtrack. I'm... (laughs) I just, I don't know, but there was there was a treatment for the Super Mario Brothers uh, soundtrack where you know he, you know he's doing the Mario stuff, jumping on Goombas and stuff, collecting coins, rings, flying with a little uh, Tanuki suit, and all that was to um, Rock and Roll Part Two by Gary Glitter. That would have been very funny. Uh, and uh, they couldn't use it because they instead had to use Happy by Pharrell. <laughs> oh, no. Not not because of the Gary Glitter stuff. They just wanted to use Happy instead. Right. Yeah. Wait, was Pharrell the guy who did Blurred Lines? No, that's Robin Thicke. I don't know music, and I should never be talking about it. And Robin Thicke had one song that I was like, hey, man, is that song about the R word? He was like, bye. 
I'm out forever. <laughs> you got me. Um, but yes, I will, so. I will return in 600 years to trick you again. I'm Satan. Come back in 10 years. What? What? <laughs> what are you saying? I said, come back in 10 years. Yeah, but you said it in a voice that made it sound like it was from something. Uh, yeah, it's from life. Oh, all those times people tell you to come back in 10 years? You've never been defeated by like an ancient, like, you know, master of a martial art and he tells you to come back in 10 years? Oh, see, I've defeated every ancient master of martial arts that I've We're not all lucky like you, buddy. I, I know, I'm aware of my privilege, but I have to be honest when people ask me, have I been to the dojos? Yes. Have I broken the master's back over the dojo sign? Yes. Every time. We're not all gifted in the martial. Some of us can only get mad at music use in videos (laughs) and movies. Not all of us can defeat the ancient masters. It's not easy being me. Do you know how many disciples I have chasing me down? Better be more than 12. It's it's definitely more than 12 disciples. Good, because Easter just happened, and that would be so offensive. Uh, you might say I'm bigger than Jesus. Oh, the Beatles said that. Uh, I think they did. They did, yeah. In between writing their horrifically horny songs. Yeah, I mean, she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Submarine, hold my hand. I want to hold your hand. Octopus's Garden. Octopus's Garden is filthy. That's the watermelon sugar of the 1960s or 70s. Yeah. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, get out of here, Ed Sheeran. Talking about sex. Fucking Jonas Brothers. If I wanted to see some puppet talk about sex, I'd go see Horny Pinocchio. By Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Won an Oscar. Uh, Pinocchio is Don't Worry Darling. Huh? Pinocchio is don't, don't Worry Darling, because they're both about watching disturbing little puppets doing their best. Oh, yeah. I feel like we're rapidly losing the thread and our energy. I had one thing plotted for tonight, and it's over now. Nice, that sounds like our podcast can be over now. Yeah, I'm just going to read a headline. Firefest founder Billy McFarlane says Fire Festival 2 is, quote, finally happening. Oh, boy. Here's what I hate about that headline, and I, I, I have seen that. It's like, it's actually going to be a big deal. Like, if Fire Festival 2 happens... In the next five to ten years, people are actually going to like give this person money. Oh no, people will absolutely show up, cameras in hand, on ta- on t- attached to selfie sticks, waiting for it to be a disaster and to film it for clout. Absolutely, people people will pay to go to the guillotine to film themselves being killed. Yeah, it's listen in society. We live in society of the spectacle. The only pervasive faith we have is in the spectacle. God is dead. Headline. Yahoo Life. April 11th, 2023. Zoe Saldana wore the rule-breaking big pants I'm living for this season. Wait, did she? 
<laughs> she wore, I mean, I don't know if this writer, Eva Thomas, is living for these uh, big pants. This, I, I, Eva Thomas, I genuinely hope you're, you have more to live for than um, Zoe Saldana's rule breaking big pants. But, John, big pants? I know. I don't know. It's not enough. It's Zoe not Saldana enough. wearing big pants is not enough to okay. say that big pants are ascendant. All right. Well, wait. There's a trickle down effect. Oh, no. If once the rule breaking big pants at Eva, once again, Eva, please seek help. If the only reason you're continuing to draw breath is these rule breaking big pants this season, uh, please seek uh, professional help. But once the big pants trickle down then then maybe big pants how can pants be rule breaking oh my god i'm really worried for eva thomas the headline begins when i was younger i was all about following the rules i was the perfect student i didn't cheat on tests i always made sure to turn in my homework on time and i enjoyed treating my teacher every now and then sure you could call me a brown noser but i've always been for doing the right thing and obviously i still am <laughs> safe when it comes to fashion because, hey, some rules are meant to be broken, and Zoe Saldana just joined me in disregarding a very outdated one. Uh, apparently, the pants were white, which is a big deal. That's why they're rule-breaking. It's not after Labor Day. Yeah, can your pants not be white? I don't know. Oh my god, the finishing touch where the Maison Margella tabby ankle strap pumps. Her big white pants. Gonna let I'm gonna with let a cropped this... cardigan that showed off her midriff rounding out the look with an oversized Montclair XJW Anderson floral patch utility jacket that gave her all white look a little extra something something. I, I just don't know what's happening anymore. The finishing touch were those polarizing Maison Margiela tabby ankle strap pumps. My boyfriend not into them. Me so into them. Eva! <laughs> Live your life and stop telling us everything about yourself. Have you ever been rendered speechless before? <laughs> Get the look. The maid well, the slouchy boy jeans. Frame paneled. Wait, there's many... Okay, it says get the look, and then there's like four different pants. There's only one pants, and they're rule-breaking white pants. They're rule-breaking white pants with a chore coat, and of course those Maison Margiela tabby ankle strap pumps. Don't lie to me, Eva. There's only one kind of pants. The rule-breaking big white pants. God damn it. Anyway, before John descends further into madness, huh? What? Hmm. <laughs> I think it's time maybe to wrap this up. Yeah, that sounds like it's being thrown to me. We'll do the social media reads. Mm -hmm. If you want to reach out to us, uh, genuinely, genuinely, if you want, <laughs> uh, genuinely, if you want to reach out to us about those Maison Margiela Tappy bumps, you can do so on Twitter, which no longer exists, according to Elon Musk, who sucks. Uh, you can do so to at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com, which stands for Henry. 
That stands for apparently HBO Max and Discovery Plus are merging under the new name Max, and I hate it. Sucks. Uh, if you if you want to send us an email about how much that sucks, uh, you can send us an email too. This is embarrassing because we still haven't fixed it, and it's been like two months. But zero credits is a podcast at gmail dot com. That's right, the mail service. With the G, we are on all podcast services, not all. I just got a Stitcher subscription. Uh, Seems like a smart business model to charge for a podcast. Uh, But if you want to find us on places like Podchaser, Good Pods, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, you already did that because you're listening, you sweet, sweet little bear. But if you want other sweet, sweet little bears in your little bear hive to listen, Bears have litters, right? If you want all the other little bears, that's so cute. Just a bunch of little bears running around. God, I've never even thought about that, that there could be more than one bear, like at a time in a place, eating a bunch of apples. If you want those little bears to listen to our podcast, tell them that we're on the places I just said. Let's hope you remembered, but... The most important thing for you to do is, much like a bear, evolve into a human. <laughs> Grow legs. Grow legs. Climb upon the land as the bears did 100,000 years ago. Climb onto the land. Breathe your first breath. Eat uh, carbon-based food. Uh, become a human. Find other humans. Tell them about the podcast. Because word of the mouth is the only way we can survive, and had bears not evolved mouths, legs, hands, and ears with which to hear, this strategy would be meaningless. But thankfully, through the grace of God, Easter Jesus, it is possible. And from everyone here at the two houses full of furniture and blood studios... Did I say zero credits? No. <laughs> you were you were you <laughs> hold on. Have you become unstuck in time? Because you were just about to. Oh. Um Gags. Um uh, from everyone here at the Zero Credits Two Houses Full of Blood Studios, we want to wish you the happiest of weeks. That's right. Happy Maison Margella Tabby Applestrapom. Henry Pilgrim has become unstuck in time. <laughs> Goodbye. My name's not Pilgrim. Goodbye. you, but I've been Henry-pilled.